Today with Claire Byrne on RTE Radio 1 with All Care Pharmacy. Discover a healthcare team that's always here for you at All Care Pharmacy, Ireland's largest community pharmacy network. Today with Claire Byrne on RTE Radio 1. It's not something any of us want to go through or even think about, but relationship breakups are a fairly inevitable part of life. So when they do happen, what's the best way to deal with them? To talk more about this, I'm joined in the studio by GP and mental health specialist Dr Harry Barry and from our Limerick studio by Dr Anne-Marie Craven from the Department of Psychology at the University of Limerick. You're both very welcome. Thank you for being with us. You You know, when we're talking about this and some people listening might say, well, I'm long past that or it hasn't happened to me, it's not going to happen to me. But there will often be a situation where you might have a child or a friend or a niece or a nephew who is going through this. And it's really important to know how to handle it from that point of view as well. We can't underestimate, uh, Harry, the impact of a breakup. No, I I think uh, particularly I'm seeing it now, particularly in in couples who are living together, say, for long periods, maybe particularly in their late 20s into their 30s and maybe breakups in their late 30s can be devastating for for a couple. But I think breakups at any age, even at teenage level, Level, adolescent yeah. level can be absolutely devastating. Uh, but I, I think the part of the difficulty with, with relationship breakups, like some people break up normally and are quite happy. Some people, are, it's actually relief to break up. Uh, for some people, you know, they're, they're quite amicable. There's no particular issues. But where there is, you know, usually a, a, a serious commitment has been made by both people and both people were really trying to make it work. And then it just doesn't work for all kinds of a myriad of reasons. And it breaks up. That's when the pain starts. And one of the things that I try to get across with you, the only thing that I can compare a serious relationship break, break, break up to is grief. And it's, it's very similar reactions, actually, that we get in grief as we get it's uh, and grief is all about loss the loss of some, yes. something very special well, in our lives makes complete sense you're yes. going through all of those same, same things you're same in thing. mourning absolutely so uh, what we're going to experience really and we'll, we'll be talking about them now in a few minutes but what we're going to experience really is huge emotional upheaval in your life and huge social upheaval in okay. your life and just, just on yeah. that Amory, changes to society to social connections and how they happen. These are recent changes. They've impacted on relationship breakups, haven't they? Yeah, I think it's a really interesting time to talk about relationship breakups because we've seen so much of a cultural shift in how people partner. Um, There's been so many changes. I mean, decades ago, for example, you couldn't get divorced, but you can now. And we see that window of time has decreased as well as you move from separation to divorce. But we also have, I suppose, more current issues where people might want to cohabit with a new partner, but they can't afford to. So they're in the family home or you might have people who want to end their relationship and they're cohabiting and they're stuck uh, living together for a little bit longer. And we, of course, also have people getting married if they get married at all at a later stage. So there's so many changes now that I think it's it's a really interesting time to, to look at breakups, I suppose. Mm-hmm. And those would be some of the main changes. And I suppose when a breakup, a relationship breakup happens... As Harry mentioned, people do tend to feel a lot of different emotions. And I think those emotions can be quite heightened when people are cohabiting, because often then there's an expectation that a breakup won't happen, if if that makes sense. So those can be particularly challenging. So what about research and facts on this and reasons why relationships end? Do we have 
that research and that detail? So most of the research on breakups, not all, but most, does focus on divorce because it's easier to study divorce, right? Divorce happens on a particular date. The paperwork is processed, whereas breakups can be a little more blurry and there might be a bit of back and forth before the relationship is finally dissolved. So from a research perspective, we tend to zoom in on divorce. Mm -hmm. And we know from that that divorce is linked with physical and mental health issues. But I suppose the good news is that in the longer term, so maybe from around three years on, most people adapt quite well. So only around one in five at that point might have problems. And I would be hopeful that that percentage would decrease, actually, because as we learn more about how to support people who are separating or divorcing or ending a relationship, and as we might remove some of the cultural stigma around that, I think it might be easier for people to cope. Yeah, just, Harry, I know we're going to go through all of the emotions that we might um, Mm. experience, but I just want to come to this text because I think it covers some of the ground that you want to touch on. So this person says, I need advice on a marriage breakup and a broken heart. It's been four years since our marriage ended and I can't shake off the sadness and the grief, which is there every morning when I wake up. I genuinely wish my ex-wife well, that she'd be happy and that we parent our children well. I have good friends, a home and a good job. But this feeling of sadness, regret and loss is always there under the surface. I miss her. I miss being married. I miss being in a whole family. How do I move on? Uh, I think that's a fantastic, uh, fantastic text. And the first thing I would say to you is, look, the sadness is normal. It's healthy. So the fact that... Even after four years. Even after four years. You ask somebody who's lost somebody, say, to to suicide or a very serious death, and 20 years later, they're still struggling. So it's normal and healthy to feel these emotions. I think one of the things we have to do is sit with ourselves a little bit and accept that this sadness is part of the deal. Do you know what I mean? In Mm -hmm. terms of a breakup. But I would probably say to that person, we can stay if we want totally almost set in our sadness. Do you know what I mean? And not really want to move on. So um, I wouldn't mind looking at some of the other emotions. Do you know what I mean? That sometimes stop us moving on. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Sadness being one of them. Sadness is huge. Absolutely. But sadness is all about the loss. And the reality is that just like somebody somebody has died, if somebody has seriously broken up a relationship, that relationship is over. And one of the things we have to accept is that not just the loss of the relationship, but the loss of the potential of what that relationship could have brought in the future. And that's a very, very difficult thing to do. And there's nobody can, uh, there's nobody can give you a sugar-coated sugar answer to that question. It's mm-hmm. going to be painful. It's going to be difficult. But on the other hand, the, the, the other emotions are the ones that really kind of get more in the way. Do you know what I mean? Uh, and uh, let's quickly look at those. Depression is uh, the emotion, not the illness. Now, the emotion of depression is very much associated with, you know, I'm a failure for letting this happen. It's all about, I, you know, I'm not good enough. Uh, you know, this this feeling, there's no point to me trying to move on with my life because this person didn't think I was good enough. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or I was a failure for letting it happen. So one of my great uh, sayings, and I wanted really to go out there this morning, is relationships fail, not people. So very often we make it a personal failure. Do you know, we ourselves have failed. Yes. Whereas in reality, for myriads of reasons, relationships actually fail. That's very sensible, but I'm sure yeah. very difficult for people who are going through it, it is. to it absorb. Is. But, but on the other hand, if you want to move on, you have to accept that you are not a failure. It's just the relationship mm-hmm. failed for whatever reason. I, I'm just thinking about this uh, man again who has written in this yeah. morning with that lovely message. And it really is a sad yeah. message. He, I'm sure he will have people around him, Anne-Marie, saying, you should get back out there. You should yeah. try and meet somebody else. How do we respond to somebody who seems locked into the sadness four years later? You know, 
We, I suppose, I mean, that text was really powerful and I think a lot of people can probably identify what that person has gone through and four years is not a long time, but it's not a short time yeah. either. I think the first thing is when people are able to, to make that move and text, uh, they might be able to engage with counselling. And I think sometimes in Ireland we can be a bit cagey about that. You know, I don't need it or I'm fine or that's only for people with a significant mental health challenge and this is just something I'm going through. But actually, you know, sitting down with someone appropriately qualified to talk through your challenges could be massively helpful Mm -hmm. and cathartic. They need to find a Harry Barry. You need to find somebody, yeah. And maybe the Psychological Society of Ireland website would be a place to start, I'd say. But genuinely, when you lose a relationship, you lose a marriage, particularly for men, actually, you're losing your confidant a lot of the time. So you're losing the person who would help you cope with other stressful events. Mm -hmm. You don't have that in your life. Your friends don't naturally replace that quickly. For women, often they have more uh, people in their lives they rely on outside of the marital relationship. So actually it can be a little bit easier in that regard. But for men, I think I, I would reach out, find a person that you can talk to and depending on people's work arrangements, sometimes there can be a counselling service there. Otherwise yes. they might look externally. And I think yeah. you're right. I think yeah. what we've seen in that message tells us that counselling might be very successful yes, for that person. Now you okay. were in the middle of telling us about the emotions and yes. you touched on the de- the emotion Emotional of depression, depression sadness and, and what else? Now the, the other two emotions that in my experience really block people moving on are anxiety and hurt. So I'd really like to talk about those. anxiety, believe it or not, Claire, is a massive issue for both men and women for different reasons. And this anxiety is all about, you know, you know, I'm never going to find a person like this again. I'm mm-hmm. never going to have the, the perfect relationship that I really thought I would have. So I, I, in other words, I, 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 I start avoiding going out to try and find a new relationship because I'm so concerned that it will fail. So maybe it will fail. And if it fail, here I am again, I'll be a failure again. So I keep saying to people, look, you know, what you have to understand is every time you go into a relationship, there is a potential that it might work and it mightn't work. Will the chemistry work? Will the communication be right? Are the circumstances right? So you have to accept that if there is a risk, you have no control of what happens. But one of my greatest things in life is the only failure in life is not getting up and trying again. So don't be afraid to go. It might be five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten times you go out. It could be the 11th person that's the person. And the last one I really want to talk about is hurt. Because if there is one emotion that, in my experience, causes the greatest problem in relation to breakups is hurt. And that's where the person feels they haven't been treated fairly by that other person or by life. And they become bitter and resentful and, and they become closed down and they nearly and they carry that into any future relationships, which destroys their potential for future relationships. So uh, one of the things I try to say, look, you have to learn to forgive the person, if, even if you're critical of their actions, you're quite entitled to a challenge to actions but you must learn to forgive the person not because it helps them but because it helps you so if you want to really move on uh, you you have to those are two critical things uh, in my opinion I have another message here from somebody who wants us to touch on a couple having to stay in the house together Mm. even though the relationship has broken down my goodness Amory I mean that's a very difficult situation but with housing the way Mm. that it is in this country I'm sure lots of people just can't afford to to move on in the way that they would like it is difficult and you can see that quite often in in young adulthood I suppose when people embark on a first cohabitation and the expectation might be 
it leads on to something else and it doesn't. It's really challenging. To be honest, the best solution would be more housing, of course, yeah. and more accessible housing. It's very difficult for people. I think probably ironing out some ground rules about how to, to manage that and maybe be as proactive as possible in dissolving that situation is probably the only way. Now, I know um, when people have children involved and they're separating, there's often talk about nesting, which is where you deliberately stay in the home so that the children have both of you and there's more of a process of moving out. But for people for whom that's not a concern, they want to get out as quickly as possible. So all you can do is, I suppose, be as respectful of the other person as possible um, and try and bring that solution to a close. And I completely appreciate that it's not that's not an easy thing to do at the moment. Yeah, Because beyond the emotions, Harry, people are going to have these types of life yes. changes, yes. financial living conditions, their social circle. All of those yeah, things are, are, are likely to change. Yeah. This is this is the other side of grief. Grief, when somebody dies or we lose something very precious to us, like a relationship, our whole world is going to change. Because think about it, all of our, all of our friendships, we, we know the families, uh, you know, maybe the, grand, the, the parents, uh, you know, uh, maybe the brothers and sisters. And we lose all of this big social network, including yeah. many friends that would be you would jointly. So one of the things you have to accept if you're, if this, if you're going to move on is this is a reality but if you can learn to kind of accept that change in your life, the first thing I would say to you is when you meet somebody new, a whole new cohort of social connections and relationships will start again. So you've got to build yourself you've got up to, rebuild. to be ready for that. Exactly. And you can have I, to re- can yeah. I just say, you know, you someone might meet someone new, of course, and I think there can often be a stigma around not pairing off with somebody. But I, I hope that that stigma is decreasing and we do see more attention to what a single life looks like. I mean, there's so many ways to live a happy, socially connected life. Uh, for It's not for everyone to be in a relationship forever or multiple relationships even. And we do see, you know, more different types of relationship now, I think, and more different ways of living a well, socially connected life. So Mm -hmm. I would hope that people would be optimistic that other relationships might occupy some of that space. Yeah, we have someone who's struggling with anger here um, regarding a long relationship with a person for 15 years. It ended suddenly six, six years ago. And this person is wondering what advice do you both have for dealing with the anger to that person that I still feel. Harry, do you yeah, want to start I, I, I think I think part of the problem is here, an awful lot of people misunderstand the difference between anger and hurt. What actually that man is probably relating to is hurt. He probably feels terribly hurt that this person made the decision after a very long relationship to leave. And what he calls anger is often hurt. So I would say to you, look, you have to forgive this person if you want to move on in your life and it will help you. But now if you, you can be you can analyze their actions or what their decisions were and you're entitled to your opinions of that. But for you to move on in your life, otherwise you will be bitter, resentful and it will hurt yourself and it'll hurt other people and it won't be good for your mental health. So my advice is it's a huge step. If you want to know how to do it, I, I, all my books will, will will lay out how you do it. The Power Connection does it, embracing change, emotional healing. But whatever you do, please, 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 even go and talk to somebody about this. Mm-hmm. But get rid of that hurt or get rid of that grudge off your shoulder if you want to move on in your life in whatever way you want. And one of the things I'd love to say here is that sometimes when a, a relationship breakups end, it's like the end of the world. But suppose you were to approach it in a different sense and you were to say, this could be the beginning of a new adventure. 
a whole new adventure going somewhere that I don't know where. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you can if you can have that sense of uh, openness, um, f- accept the sadness, accept the pain, accept the fact that there will be failures along the way if you want to re-engage in the dating scene and go out there again. But on the other hand, life is one big adventure. So why not restart again? And Anne-Marie embracing single life as well. Like we shouldn't dwell in the hurt and the pain. There is an adventure out there to be lived. There is, I think. And there's, you know, I mean, people will look at it as an opportunity to different degrees. Of course, people will experience the hurt, the pain, the sadness. But I think some of that might also come from this. And I suppose this is where I would disagree with you, Harry, that a relationship has to fail. I think relationships end. They don't always have to fail. And isn't a successful relationship for 15 years better better than a successful relationship for 15 years and then an unsuccessful one for the rest of your life? Yeah, You know, and I think there was an actress in the US last year who separated from her husband after 14 years and she described her relationship ending as a success story because she said it's not how long it lasts, it's what it was for when it lasted. And that doesn't mean marriage and, you know, long-term relationships for life aren't important. But when you've done everything you can and you've nurtured them all you can and they end... That doesn't necessarily mean it was a failure. You might have had an amazing time for that time. Yeah, I I probably would add in there is that the problem, Amory, is that many, many people feel they are a failure. They do, yeah. And even though, of course, they're not a failure, and of course, they've made a great success. And the relationship isn't necessarily failure either. It's just time bound, I I think. think. I think we'll have to come back to this one because we're getting lots of messages on it as well as wanting to continue the chat. But unfortunately, we're out of time. Harry Barry and Amory Craven, thank you both very much indeed. Just want to bring you one of the headlines has just come to us today. The former member of the Defence Forces, Lisa Smith, has lost her appeal against the severity of her sentence for membership of Islamic State, the terrorist organisation ISIS. I'm sure there'll be more about that over the course of the day. That's it from us, though, for now. Today's programme was produced by Rachel Graham. Our researcher was Emma Cawley, our broadcast coordinator, Jarlath Hollands, today, and on sound, Damien Chanel. Now, just coming up to 12, or it's at 12, over to Louise.